Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gloriously lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Today's episode is going to be another monthly recap. We haven't done one in a while now, this being the 1st of 2024. Here's your January recap, Brother Tim Dodd. God bless you, Brother John, and God bless you to all our listeners. Good to be back again today and just kind of do an update of what's happening in uh, missions for the month of January. And I trust that it will be an inspiration to all of the listeners. One of the things I wanted to mention right off the top is the Message Hub search site. We did a missions report in December, I think it was the 17th, and uh, we talked about it there mm-hmm. in the service, December 17th, and then we, we've clipped that out, and it's now a separate article. Two on separate the, articles. Thank you. Two separate articles on the website, which is BibleWay.org. Dot org mm-hmm. and you can read about it there but now it's fully functional and released and so to get to it there's two ways to get to it one is just go to the messagehub.info site mm-hmm. and click on search right it's going to be on the right hand side of the website in the menu there there is a, a link to the search okay and the second way is just to type in search.messagehub.info correct good that takes you directly there so it's up and running and uh, already getting some positive feedback. Some people are excited. I'm even getting emails already from people who says, how come my language is not on there? <laughs> <laughs> so, Brother Jean, I don't know if you have any uh, inside information when more languages will be added. I do not know when more languages will be added, see, seeing that we just released this. And that's just uh, an exciting uh, news. Super excited to be able to announce that being live today, Brother Darren. And uh, Sister Julie, among others, have tirelessly worked on this, including Brother Ben and as, as well Ben Hoffman. And it's live now. It's amazing. You have the Bible. You have the message. You can search. There's some cross-references. And as people are testing it currently, we're fixing bugs as we find them. And I, I guess the next step will be to add more languages. So yes. stay tuned for that. Amen. Now, this is the next generation of search technology on the Message Hub. And so we've we've previously already had an Android app mm-hmm. for the Message Hub searching and reading. We've had an iOS app for the same. We've had a Windows app for the same. But this this uh, new search site is the first step in bringing all of these apps together Correct. in a unified form, if we can say it that way, where you can use them on any device and eventually you'll be able to save your own information across devices mm-hmm. and be able to, uh, regardless of what device you're on, uh, locate your own uh, customized search experience. Yes, so that will be future state. You'll be able to, to highlight things, bookmark, have your own notes, save them across all those devices and have them sync. So go ahead and try it out, search.messagehub.info or go to just the messagehub.info site and press or click search. That'll take you there. That's online searching. So that's four different ways you can search the message now. They all contain the links between the Bible and the message. Yeah, the cross-references. So yeah. The cross-references, and that's exciting. 
And if your language is not there yet, please don't email Brother Tim. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. All right. Well, it's, we've had a busy month, uh, an extremely busy month with translations. If I calculate my numbers right, because today we're recording this on February the 1st, for the month of January, we have uploaded 188 new translations to the Message Hub. That is a faster pace than last year. Wow. Last year was a record year for translations uploaded to the Message Hub. And already in January, we're outstripping that pace and moving forward. It's very important to us to get these messages into these languages. It's our main priority here at Bible Believers to get the message translated and get it into the people's hands around the world that they might be clothed in the wedding garment of the word. Amen. Now, Brother Tim, you may not have the exact numbers now, but off the top of your mind, if I, if I were to ask you which is a language that has the most translation or currently who's receiving the most updated updates in terms of translations? The most... Um, Active language. Active language yeah. in translation. Well, I have to say one of the most active, there's probably several, but one of the most active would be Japanese. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're very, very uh, active, and that work is sponsored from Brother Tim Pruitt's church yeah. in Louisiana. Evening Light, yeah. And uh, so they're, they're really pressing ahead. As a matter of fact, if I just jump in right now into Japanese, I'll tell you they have... 566 translations in their language already. And that's phenomenal, phenomenal considering there's less than 100 believers in Japan. Yeah, no, when you say Japanese, that really surprised me. I did not even think that that would be the case. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And other than that, um, I'd say the African languages are, are still going strong, and I'll maybe touch on that just a little bit. Uh, for example... The importance of translation and getting the message into the hands of the people is really highlighted by the work in Uganda. So in Uganda, we have s several languages that are being worked on. We have uh, the Luganda language, which is the main language that the that we've been working in. Mm -hmm. We see translate. We work with translators in Atesso, in Karamajong, in Ranyakatara. And those are four languages that we are working with right now. And uh, let me give you an idea of how that's going. So in Luganda, we have 370 translations. Phenomenal. Wow. And in uh, uh, Atesso, we have 237 translations. So that's going very strong. In the Karamajong language which, which is a, was a brand new language. We have 137 translations completed and published. And when I say um, completed and published, there may be translations that are completed but not proofread, so they're not right. published yet right. and that sort of thing. And then if I go to Ranya Katara, which is a language on the western part of the country, they have 129 translations in that language. And so we're very happy for what's going on. But that gives you an idea. The work is going forward in the country of Uganda. People are being uh, really uh, impacted by the message there. Mm -hmm. One of the things that maybe I can uh, bring this up 
now is that one of the things we're doing is uh, we've received some funding uh, from believers to uh, publish a number of the church age books that we have been working on this past year. Right. So right now at the printer, uh, we are publishing 10,000 more Luganda church age books. That's wow. already been sent to the printer. Uh, we're going to be publishing 4,000 Atesso church age books, 4,000 Karamajong mm -hmm. church age books. And we're also working on the Runyakatara church age book, which we hope to have finished very quickly so that we can also publish that because they're published or they're printed rather in, uh, in China yeah. and then shipped into Uganda. So if we could do all four languages, all four church age books, we've got some funding to do that now and we're going to be uh, printing those and sending them into the country of Uganda just in wow. the coming month or so, uh, maybe two months. And uh, so we're, we're very happy to get these church age books done. We also have other languages that need to be printed. We're going to be working with Brother Barry Coffey and vision books in the Kurundi language. Mm. That's going to be printed in the very near future. Uh, we're, we're needing to print church age books for Ethiopia. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up because I remember they, they ran out, almost ran out. They're pretty much out of yeah. church age books. The Amharic, we're going to need to print. I, I've got written here 2,000, but I, I think we're going to print more than 2,000 in the Amharic language. And then Afanaromo, we're going to, that's a new church age book they're just working on. Mm. And temporarily, we're going to print the first five chapters as individual books okay. until they finish it. They just have such a demand for them there. Yeah, yeah. And we want to make sure we get it right. So they're still working on the translations. And while they're working on it, we're going to print the first five chapters there individual titles, each of the chapters, and that's going to uh, be for them there. We're also working on the Setswana uh, church age book. That's for, in Botswana? That's for Botswana, exactly. And uh, it's uh, interesting. My wife was in the store the other day, and, and uh, she mentioned to the person that she was talking to who was putting a new battery in my watch, and he asked her what her husband did, and and uh, she said, "Well, he's he's uh, a missionary and a minister." And he says, "Oh, he travels quite a bit." Yes, he's, and the subject for some reason of Botswana came up, <laughs> and uh, he said, "Does he go to Botswana?" And uh, she said, "Well, no, I, he hasn't been there." Oh, he says, "Because there's lots of that going on there." That was his <laughs> that was his statement. There's lots of that, which I assume he meant preaching going on there in Botswana. So <laughs> he he wasn't a Christian himself, but he he was aware of the country of Botswana, which is amazing. He was an Indian fellow, mm. uh, probably from India, and uh, but he he knew some things about the countries of Africa. And Botswana is a fairly obscure country. Yeah. Very low population, very rural, rural yeah. if I say that right. And uh, yet he was aware that there's Christianity in Botswana. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now for these books uh, being printed, uh, can you tell us for the team, how much does it cost a unit to print one book in China? To print and land the books, yeah. it costs about $2 a book. Okay, $2 a book. Regardless of the country or the language, it's give or take a few cents because they're all roughly the same size. Mm -hmm. And so it's about $2 a book, including shipping, customs, everything, okay. all in. So it's not just the book itself, but 
you know, by the time the book gets there, you've got to pay these different fees along right. the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, God bless all those who contributed to this fund. Amen. To make this possible. Amen. What else is happening? Well, uh, one of the things I'm happy to see is the rejuvenation of printing in Angola, mm. where we've been able to give them some more support to do some more printing there. And uh, they are, and we'll, probably be putting an article up on the website soon about that. And we're getting pictures of uh, people receiving message books and that sort of thing. So that's wonderful. Yes. You know, we're yeah. very happy uh, to right. do that. I should, you know, even in going back to the previous um, thoughts about Uganda, you know, we, we also print individual books inside the country in several languages and and uh, such as Karamajong, Ateso, Luganda, uh, Kenya, Rwanda, and uh, also in English. Now mm -hmm. we also print there in English. So it's uh, very much an ongoing thing. And uh, so I'm happy about Angola is back in the printing business. Yeah, if I remember correctly, uh, sometime last year there was a meeting there to to assess what the situation was and what the needs were amongst all the different churches. That's right. So is this reprinting as a result of, of some of those meetings that took place? Yes, okay. absolutely. And uh, it's difficult in the country of Angola because outside of the capital city of Luanda, yeah. it's very hard to communicate with the brethren. Mm. Um, they're very, you know, we would use the term rural, but it's more than rural and it's like going into the jungles of Africa as yeah. people have the stereotypical idea of jungles of <laughs> Africa, you know. And uh, so getting, communicating with them, finding the need, making sure the books are getting into the hands of the people, all of those things mm. has been very um, difficult to do. That's one of the things that we do, Brother Jean, and is very important to us. We don't want to send out books for them to be stockpiled in the closet of a church. Yeah. No. We send out books to get them in the hands of the people. Right. We don't print large quantities uh, periodically. We try to print for the demand. And so they can be distributed right away. So we like to get pictures back of people receiving the books and uh, being able to access them. So that's very important to mm -hmm. us. Wonderful. We could go back to Uganda if you want. <laughs> we've I mean, talked about, we've gone back there twice, but... Uh, I just want to say, mention that, you know, hundreds of baptisms in the country of Uganda during yeah. January. Cannot be a monthly recap without Uganda, it seems. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it is incredible. I, I got some pictures and reports in and people loading into the back of trucks to take them to a place where they can be baptized and the pictures of the baptisms and the videos of the testimonies and different things. It's phenomenal. It, you know, sometimes you just wish you could share all of those things constantly online. And we will be putting some articles on the website to update mm -hmm. our articles of what's happening in Uganda. So this, these are very uh, current happenings. Yeah. Yeah. And so we praise God for that. It's been busy. It's been difficult. Uh, the brothers there have, have had some difficulties as far as opposition. Mm. And uh, it's more in some areas than others. The, the country of Uganda right now is currently undergoing um, some heavy rains. Right. We've had more than usual rains, so it's made some of the roads hard to go through as, as it was when I was there in October. You mm -hmm. know, we had to cancel one meeting because the roads were impassable. But uh, by God's grace, 
the work keeps going forward. Amen. And we're thankful for everything that God does there in the country of Uganda. Amen. I, I believe in December, uh, when we, we sent out some of the missions report, there was just over 300 people were baptized just in December. Yeah, exactly. And now we're in January and there's some more baptism. Yeah, more hundreds more. More to come in February, more to come in Amen. March. <laughs> Amen. It's amazing as I, I I remember one of the episodes we did uh, last year, you say that every single time it seems like it's starting to trickle down a little bit mm-hmm. and slow down and just something just happens and just, just gives it more life. It does. It does. It's something something takes place that just sparks the flames again. Mm-hmm. And it's it's incredible what God is doing there. Amen. Sovereign. It's very sovereign. Is there anything else that we feel is worthy of Mention, mentioning well, for today's recap. Let me give a little testimony. You know, I believe this message is orchestrated by the Holy Spirit, as we just said. It's sovereign. Mm-hmm. Is we don't have a headquarters in this world. Our headquarters is in heaven. Yeah. And I was just in Phoenix, Arizona, and this will be a good example of how God does things. And we had been working in South America a little bit in encouraging and supporting some translation work down there. There are some brothers there that are working in the Amara language, and there are some brothers that have recently started to translate the Quechua language. Mm-hmm. And the Quechua language has several dialects, of one of which is Quechua. So Quechua is a dialect of Quechua. <laughs> and one starts with a Q, one starts with a K. So I was talking about this aspect of translation when I was in Phoenix. I was at Brother Aaron McGarry's church, wonderful church there. And recently, a few years back, Brother Aaron felt led to start a church there, and God is blessing it. We're very happy for the people there that are benefiting from his ministry. Mm-hmm. And as I was speaking to the, the brothers at a brother's breakfast on Saturday morning about mission work, the South African lang- South American, I'm sorry, languages got uh, brought up, partic- particularly Quechua and Amara, which are tribal languages. And I was just discussing some of the difficulties in translation. For example, in the Quechua language, we don't have a translator that can translate from English right. to Quechua. Mm-hmm. And we don't like to do a double translation, yeah. which is what they're doing, which is English to Spanish, Spanish to Quechua. Yeah. And so we've we went back and forth on it and finally we agreed, okay, well we'll we'll upload the the translated languages and but on the proviso that when we get an English to Quechua translator, we will do revisions as necessary. Right. And uh, so that you know the the translation and the the emphasis or the meaning is not lost in a double translation. Mm-hmm. So I was just discussing this with the brothers, and I sat down afterwards. And a minister who was there, he wasn't planning on being there, but he was a minister from Flagstaff. His name is um, Brother. Now I forgot his name. His last name is Robson, but uh, Steve. There it is. So Steve Robson from uh, Flagstaff. He was at the he was at the gathering and he he had happened to be in Phoenix, which is not far from Flagstaff, but he was planning on being home on Saturday to be preparing for his Sunday service. So he was talking to Brother Aaron, and Brother Aaron mentioned that I was going to be there. And he says, Hey, you should just pick up, take in the breakfast and then 
go home and, and uh, you know, uh, minister or prepare to minister. So he did. So he sat, he sat beside me after I was done speaking and said, what language is that that you were talking about in South America? And I said, well, the, the one that we're doing a double translation is Quechua. And he said, that's amazing. He says, I've worked with them in translation in Quechua. <laughs> I said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, he said uh, I've been to South America 26 times. Wow. I said, I, I just shook my head. I was almost lost for words. I thought, this is just ordained of God yeah, yeah. that he would be at the meeting at that particular time and that I would even mention those languages. Right. And so we began to talk and and he began to share some of his experiences in translation and he, he could identify with the difficulty in finding translators because these are tribal people in the mountains of Peru, Bolivia, all the way to Colombia and and different places. So these are very, very primitive people. And in my discussions with him since, uh, a lot of them don't even read their own language. They really need audio translations. And so the first step to do audio is to do the print translation, and then it can be done to audio translation. So we've had some discussions about that. But uh, brothers... Brother Steve and I, we were just uh, rejoicing in the fact of how God had put that together so that we could further the work. So since then, I've connected him with brothers in Trinidad who are working in the Quechua lang language with the brothers in South America. And so he has been in contact with a brother there, and, and they've been going back and forth. And he sent me some translations, and we're trying to get those digitized and different things. So... All in all, I say that to say this, God is the one that's orchestrating that's this. That's it. Amen. He puts it together. Mm -hmm. You couldn't, how could you search through people you don't know to find people that are familiar <laughs> with the country and with the languages? Yeah, yeah. We just give praise to God. Amen. He puts it all together and we just rejoice in it. So that's a good example of how doors open yeah. and things happen and we just are so... Uh, thrilled to be used of God in this way to get the message into the hands of the people. I'm sure when we get on the other side, Brother Jean, we'll meet some of these uh, Quechua and Aymara-speaking people, and they'll just rejoice in the little part that we had to play in them getting the message. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Brother Tim Dodd, for taking the time to update the believers around the world about everything that's taking place in just this month of January 2024. And I trust that it was a blessing to you, our listeners. Uh, next week, we there's another episode that we're publishing next week. And I can tell you now in advance because it's been recorded already. It's going to be Brother Richard Drake. Stay tuned. It's going to be very, very good. Until next time, shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This was another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to hear more about what the Lord is doing around the world, please go to www.bibleway.org. That's www.bibleway.org. And subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates about what the Lord is doing. Additionally, if you desire to contact us, please email us at info at bible-believers.org. Once more, that's info at bible-believers.org. 
Or you can also write to us and our mailing address is Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. Until next time, Shalom. <laughs>